yeah. Daryl. Yeah, so that's, right. that's our catchphrase now is fuck the police. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we have our own little uh, right. uh, exit tag that uh, I think Ben does usually the rundown himself. Uh, yeah, I basically just say like, wash your hands, wear a mask, don't go to the park, Black Lives Matter, and then Justin just waits like six beats and then goes. Daryl, <laughs> uh, which is a callback, uh, a callback to an episode that uh, uh, where Ben and I were uh, discussing different types of ice cream flavors, and um, every time a, n- a different flavor came out, I would try to do an act out of a commercial for this ice cream and all the commercials centered around this one character named Daryl who got and up. the dissolution of his marriage basically Daryl <laughs> get back to bed just a minute honey I need something to eat <laughs> god damn it Viagra ice cream Let's, um, uh. Viagra ice cream uh, and then I do something like that but the idea yeah. is uh, it's the wife, Daryl, calling her husband back to bed. Um, it's It became quite an arc. There. <laughs> it was really rewarding those people that listened to that one episode. And then... That reminds me, have you ever heard that one Patton Oswalt bit where he's talking about like a commercial from the 80s where it starts with just like this old woman sitting at like just this horrible, ugly old woman sitting at a table. The husband comes in and is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm eating cookies. And like, that's the commercial. He just has this act out of like, your vagina smells like (laughs) Hey, this is is all real good material. Let's let's include it in this episode of A Few Good Men. So, hey, welcome them. No, Mark, we've already started. Welcome them. Three... Oh Jesus! That's In how we're media starting res, this episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of A Few Good Men, where we're talking about the movies of John Goodman. And today, hey, we're did talking you listen to last week's Futurama. episode? Why'd you skip it if you haven't? Because um, we're joined once again by two quarters of a star, uh, Justin and Ben. Uh, welcome back! Welcome back! Uh, hello. 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 <laughs> Um, I just want to point out before we get into this that allegedly this podcast is about the movies of John Goodman. Yeah, it's actually about the work of John Goodman. Okay, because Justin and I have been on three episodes (laughs) now and we have not covered a movie. We we talked about 21 movies in season one and then we we ranked them even. Um... And your episode was not included. <laughs> however, in that however, did you know that you are in our second most popular episode airing? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Our most That's popular good. episode was episode one, and then there was a steep decline to episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, steep, <laughs> steep. <laughs> part of me, uh, part of me thinks that. Um... That might be the logic of a podcast listener who's jumping on for the first time is that they think like a TV show, they have to wind back to episode one and be, well, I got to catch up. But then they just, they listen to one episode and are like, peace, I'm out. Um, Because we, we not, maybe not steep, but uh, definitely our biggest episode is, uh, is our first one as well. Yeah, we have so. a couple a couple very loyal listeners. And when I say a couple, I mean by the definition of two. 
Um, if, I don't even know who the second one is. Feel better. Uh, looking at the back end, uh, we actually do have like quite a quite a few listeners. I'm sure that makes you feel great. Um, uh, we we do though, but we don't hear anything from them, which tells me people listen, but they don't want people to know about it. <laughs> You've become yeah. like the Nickelback of podcasts, where like people are like I listen to it, but like yeah, they, like legitimately everybody who it. says that they hate, like it's not possible for everyone to who says that they hate Nickelback to actually hate Nickelback because there's no way that they would ever sell hey. any tickets. Like it's just like. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I don't hate. Like, Mark and I, I went Nickelback to a Nickelback concert two albums together. Are really good. Yeah, Nickelback. We did. Yeah, we waited. And you know what? Nickelback is forbidden from performing on Prince Edward Island. We True. waited six hours in line to buy the tickets. Yeah. Wow. No. Can't no. 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 We, we, we woke up tickets. early, Mark. Come on. Uh, six. But yeah, we were there um, at like four. I mean, we were. Mark needed a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I brought I brought a guitar. We had an acoustic guitar in the lineup. Yeah, we were we were just a couple of teenagers uh, with a few other teenagers in a big lineup to see Nickelback, and we did not get good seats. Uh, yeah, because mm. despite getting there as early as we did, there was like a hundred or so people in front of us. But anyway, this is not the Nickelback podcast that that Justin will be making in the future. <laughs> We already have the Nickelback podcast. It's called Half a Star. <laughs> Come listen to Half a Star. We're bad ideas. Make Take great that, stories. Nickelback. People tune in, but they people tune in, Ooh, but they don't the talk about start. it. How'd you, how the hell did you end up like this? <laughs> so, future rock. <laughs> yeah. We're just in L. Yeah. Switching gears here. Yeah. So, Futurama. This this Futurama episode, uh, an Xmas story, which was the first John Goodman appearance in the Futurama universe. Um, yes, it is. No, because actually the only one. Oh, isn't was he it? not John in DiMaggio the other, plays um, uh, Santa Claus in other Christmas episodes? Ah, uh, this is the only yeah. episode where he played Robot Santa. Yeah, John. DiMaggio the other one is was not Robot as good. Santa in the um, other ones. It yeah, it's kind of dumb, but um. This one, yeah, this I feel like I feel like Matt Groening had um had access to John Goodman for like an afternoon because his episode on The Simpsons and his episode on Futurama came out both in 1999, one in um you know uh like a month apart, one in November, one mm. in December. Um, so yeah, so this was like the height of John Goodman. Not and Matt dissimilarly Groening. to how uh, you guys only have access to us for one evening. So uh, we have done two episodes <laughs> of this uh, a week apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know which of you I would more directly compare to to John Goodman. Um, Are we going to do this okay, seriously? Go on. <laughs> um, which one of you can do a better a better New Orleans accent? Oh God. I'm probably no, okay. Then. Um. Give me a sentence to say, and I'll try. I the rain um, in Spain no, falls no, no, mainly no. on the plane. I ate all the crawfish because <laughs> you got to get the that yeah, awesome. All right, all right. Um, um, <clears throat> I ate all the crawfish. That is, 
<laughs> That's more Forrest Gump. All but right, still... my, my turn. My turn. Ready? Yep, yep. <laughs> I'd say that's probably close. Yeah, that's... did you know that this is recurring bit in John Goodman's career where he is um he's playing people from New Orleans, and in this Futurama episode, they even make a New Orleans reference because uh, he's like, "You don't know what kind of naughty stuff I could be watching. I've got a feed of New Orleans." <laughs> um, <laughs> But John Goodman isn't from right. there. Uh, we we don't know why. We don't know why he's been so associated with that. That's he's just yeah, does the and it's often when really he's well. playing like villains in bad movies. Right. Um, yeah, like um, uh, uh, Evan Almighty. Ugh. Oh yes, classic John Goodman fodder. That's, uh... <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, so. Um, if if you uh, if you've uh, if you've only started watching cartoons in the last five years, you may not have watched Futurama, but it's set in the year three thousand. And uh, Philip J. Fry, fish out of water. This is his first Xmas um, with all of his family members being dead, and he's a bit sad about that. And he's even sadder when he discovers that Santa is a robot that kills everybody who he considers to be naughty which is everybody except except zoeberg <laughs> also chris i love it except yeah, for zoeberg and he gives him a pogo stick this is and also yes. christmas yes. Which, has been replaced which i might with add uh fry's adjustment uh of his vernacular from christmas to xmas is seamless and hilarious he just <laughs> as soon as they say it once he's like oh and just well, goes, I think that's... goes for it chris i think that's kind of like what is makes fry such a charming character it's just yeah. how seamless well he goes like he you know christmas x-m-a-s <laughs> and he's like oh that's that's an archaic pronunciation of 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 xmas <laughs> it's like saying ask instead of yeah. x yeah yeah exactly um, Which they also every other time someone says "ask," it's replaced with "axe." <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah, this episode. This episode. Um, if if you remember from last week, we were talking about how um, the Simpsons just started having, uh, you know, famous people on playing themselves. But I feel like that really started with Futurama because this episode also has Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, playing the head of Conan O'Brien, um, doing the exact same jokes you would have done in the year 2000, <laughs> but like <laughs> with like no context. <laughs> Which, I, a bit I, of history, sorry, from Conan O'Brien, is he says he lost his legs in the war of 2012. Which is, which is yeah, apparently yeah. <laughs> uh, a reference to the Mayan calendar uh i i read on trivia on imdb apparently um there's some real gems if you want me to go through some of these throughout the episode they are really funny some of these trivia bits hey the the war of 2012 came out two years after the invention of the suicide hey there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's actually a really good suicide joke in this episode where (laughs) Where Go Fry on. is talking about how he's like screwed everything up and he wants to impress this person, and the store clerk goes like, "Oh, well, there's a suicide booth over there, but it's you know it's got really long lineups this time of year." 
<laughs> well, and that's yeah. a, that's a throwback to the pilot, right? Because that's like Fry meets Bender in a suicide booth in the in the pilot episode, right? I, my favorite thing about that joke in the, is like Bender is like trying to like yeah. he has like a quarter tied to a string for this suicide booth so he can get his quarter back after he kills himself. It's like this is. Uh, I gotta say, I think this might be a bit of a hot take, so but funny. I think Futurama at its peak is. I prefer it to The Simpsons at its peak. Yeah, um, actually, uh, this is something that I've been starting to think about. Like, if you rate a show and how good a show is based on its, like, consistency, like, its batting yeah. average, even though The Simpsons even though the Simpsons has some of, like, the most yeah. classic television shows of the 90s, it is the worst cartoon. Yeah. Um, it has the worst batting average. It It's... They've, they've just recently did their table read for their 700th Unbelievable. episode. Yeah. Whereas, like, you like those first eight, nine, ten yeah, seasons, and... fantastic stuff. Whereas, but they've gone 20 years past what they're supposed to go. And so, like, statistically speaking, if you watch yeah. an average episode no. of The Simpsons, it's not going to be good. Whereas, like, with Futurama, because, like, I mean, I guess it was because it was never that popular. It, like, ended. Yeah, it in my opinion, um, Futurama fashion. has like maybe three or four awful episodes, but aside from that, it's very consistent. Yeah, and like even when they got canceled and then they did the movies, but then they came back and it was sort of different and not uh, not much the same as it used to be, it was still like okay, you know? Well, if, uh... Yeah. Oh, there totally. Still some one of, really I think good one of the, their all time worst episodes was actually, I think, right when they came back around to Comedy Central. And there's a whole like iPhone yes. episode yep. where, yeah, um, and it's got like a two-headed goat that is like constantly vomiting and doing yeah. diarrhea, and like, yeah, that that whole plot. It is was, just, to me, it was so it, to me, it was awful. when they started trying to be topical to what was happening in like 2012 instead of like making their own world and doing like smaller references to things we would understand. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd Although, like to, uh, yes. if, I, if I may, before we dive any deeper into Futurama, I'd like to take one last hot take against The Simpsons, <laughs> if we're in the spirit of it. Uh, of any, always, take. always at any all time. Right. Um, there's all this talk on the internet about how The Simpsons predicts the future. And I say, what the fuck do you expect? They have it over 600 different stories. That's just the law of averages. Of course, some of them just happen to happen. Statistically speaking. I'd be more surprised if some of these stories actually did. I will say, though, that one scene where they're, like, demanding a cure from the doctor. And he says, like, all I would be able to give you is a placebo. And then they're like, where are these placebos? I need a placebo. And then they knock over that crate of killer bees. Like, that's uncanny. (laughs) (laughs) i also like the idea of um the simpsons having over 600 stories in their 700 episodes (laughs) yeah there's just 700 there's a hundred things of just like uh, dude you watch you watch some episodes now and you'll just find yourself being like hey what's up Hey, it couldn't have been me because if it was just me, you all would have stayed talking. That's true. That very well. But like, we just went an hour without it, without it fucking up. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I was over here being like, was it something I said? <laughs> I just saw it like for like 20 seconds. I thought it was just the weirdest, most awkward pause. <laughs> oh, our our season one finale is in seven parts. Whoa. <laughs> and and every part ends with Mark going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so where were we? Is uh, Justin we, back yet? We, we need Justin. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just messaged um Rutro. Yeah. Um Yeah, click the link. <laughs> so how's it going, Ben? Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, it's really warm in this room right now, um, but I'm doing okay. Oh yeah, we should talk. We should tell the audience that we're recording in four different time zones. <laughs> yeah, I am currently in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Justin is in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, I'm Mark's, in Edmonton, Alberta. You're in Edmonton, Edmonton, and and, uh, and I'm in Victoria, British Columbia. Island That's to like, island. Yeah, yeah. From that is from, coast to coast here. Legit. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. We are neglecting Newfoundland. Um, when I lived in Newfoundland, one of the things that they hated the most is whenever anything was described as coast to coast, when it went from Victoria to Halifax. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <legit. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're, we're east of that. <laughs> I, love, I love when people are like, uh, we span the entire country from Vancouver to Montreal. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, what so, did we so what was the last thing we said before we cut out here? We were getting a hot take, I think, from Justin. What? No, I wasn't <laughs> I was listening. Yeah, uh, Mark was saying something. Mark. Um Sing doesn't predict shit. It just oh, has yeah. stories. Yeah, that was Justin's hot take. Oh, um, that was my hot take. Uh I uh yeah, I was really mad that people always say like, "Oh yeah, they always predict stuff." There's uh, Simpsons are so special. It's like, no, they've just been around for a long time. Even the stuff they make up, like eventually, it's just it's bound to happen. They've just been so, around for that long. So yeah. while we're talking Futurama, do you guys have a particular episode that you think is the best? Oh yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I, I've got a couple. Um, with the dog, Jurassic um, Park. I think yeah, Jurassic Park is like top five episodes of television, any genre for me, bar none. Um, interesting. Okay. And I really like I really like both of their series finales as well. They had. Um, I think they, I think the series finale absolutely nails it. Like the final series finale. Yeah, with it, where, the, where they go to the end of the universe it. or whatever. Where like time stops. Yeah, and then they like yeah. Fry and Leela live like grow old together in just like this completely frozen world and then the professor like they find a way to like bring the professor back and he fixes it and they're just like well want to go around again and that's the end of the series and so me, so beautiful that's perfect also it's perfect also it should be noted that was their third um series finale right i mean the movies like they knew they were coming back though. no they they didn't they had no channel um they when they went into that black hole they had no they had no strategy for for getting picked up by um the comedy network um and then the first um series finale being actually one of my all-time favorite episodes which is the robot devil's hands or idle playthings yeah and i think that's a great episode but i don't necessarily think that like 
series finale. I don't think that it was planned as a series finale. I, I think it's a really good episode season. Uh, which one? I also, um, I also really like Roswell that ends well. Is a good one. Oh yeah, that one's great. Oh, that's because um, I just, I just uh, love the, I just love the professor like blowing a gasket at Fry, and he goes, "Oh, good, a lesson in like timeline management from Mister I'm my own grandpa." <laughs> <laughs> that episode won an Emmy. It did. But yeah, my but my all time favorite um, Futurama episode is um, is the Sting. Oh, that's a very, good episode. Very good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to wake up. Yeah. Very good episode. Is that is that pre or post cancellation? That was pre cancellation. Yeah, that was okay. that was yeah. in their last season, their final season. They started getting really weird, and then they got canceled. They had the Sting robot have robot devil's hands are idle playthings. They're really really good Star Trek episode. Yeah, very uh, good. Where, well, she where, where no where no fan has gone before. It's one of those episodes that the more you know about Star Trek, the, actually, the there's way way more jokes. Yeah, and the one of the one of the main writers actually got a Star Trek writing job based off of that episode. Huh. Oh, incredible! Really? Yeah, yeah, super cool. Um, there's an episode like post like cancellate like first cancellation. That, like, the whole episode is just kind of weird tonally. It's an episode about, like, Fry goes back to 2000 and is trying to figure out, like, what certain tones a spaceship made. Like, really weird episode. But it ends with one of the best moments on the tele- on the show yeah. where Fry gets to revisit his mom. Oh, and he yes. says, like, why, like, what does this matter? This is just in my dream. And they're like, no, it's not. This is in her dream. Yeah, and oh. on Oof. top of on top of that moment, uh, the people who do the music, uh, uh, the music and sound design for Futurama are exquisite. Like uh, that moment was punctuated by uh, um, Eels, their song "Manchild," and that just took that whole moment to a whole new level. Which the music to segue into my favorite Futurama thing. Uh, I actually really, really dug, um, I don't know if it's an episode, it's the movie, uh, Bender's Big Score. I, That's a great movie. It's, uh, of all the movies, I think it's the most, uh, consistent because- Oh yeah, it's movie, definitely, I didn't like it's the best movie. That's, it's the, definitely the best movie. The, the others really suffer from being four episodes kind of just stuck together, but, um, they actually, <laughs> I think they kind of built the, ep- the, the movie backwards because uh, they wanted to have the song uh, 30th Century Man uh, playing out near the end when um, uh, when Fry's uh, time loop double uh, whenever when Lars when he yeah. when he died uh, and they played 30th Century Man uh, and in their audio commentary they actually said yeah we made a lot of things happen in this in this uh, collection of episodes to support the use of that uh, use of that song such as the lyric shaking hands with charles de gaulle which is why there's a head of charles de gaulle that's so prominent throughout the movie which also, is like you made a joke just to support this one moment i i think that's brilliant also um it's funny because like like fry is so just inept in so many different ways but then you see him mature and become lars and lars has one of the smoothest lines a cartoon character has ever said where he's like, um, hello to everyone but Leela, and a special hello to everyone else. 
that's it's a really incredible lie. Like that, the whole movie is Handsome like lies. it has moments that's like over the top, goofy and silly. But like at its core, Bender's Big Score has that excellent. Whew. It has just Fry like it has character development on Fry like we've never My seen. God. It before. Yeah, yeah. Futurama really. Prev- I think one of the things you, we can see by us just talking about like episodes that we love is that Futurama was best when they were exploring um, time travel. Um, Which they- is so weird because that's usually a death sentence to every other like intellectual property on Earth. Yeah, but they were just so consistent with it. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it was logically consistent. It was, yeah, it, they did it so well. And they managed to explore all these different like themes of like where, you're, where you are in your place and your identity and how you mature and all this stuff. Um, in a really silly show, um, a, a show that a show that's for the most part has aged very well, um, but still very goofy. Well, and what I appreciate so much about Futurama is like it it aged well because of course it mm-hmm. did. It's its jokes were like it was making jokes about like what the future looks like instead of what the present looks like. The reason why Simpsons doesn't work now is because it spends so much time like that you could we talk about like Homer being like a jerk face now, but a lot of the episodes are about them trying to comment on what's happening now and they don't have the experience to pull it off like South Park or right. or shows that really really are good at commenting on what's happening but also the thing is is that futurama actually did a ton of contemporary commentary it's just it was very subtle because there's so many al gore jokes and remember this was like a time when al gore was you know still relevant politically and his um, daughter worked for the show too. Yeah, like she was one of the writers, which, which is why he did his own voice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think on top of the uh, uh, the political and uh, social commentary the uh, the series has had, I think the ones that have stood the test of time, the ones that have been the most successful, have been about character and really about exploring the character, the relate like real things. Like the fact that they're in space is almost secondary, with the small exception of sometimes you just need to be able to time travel in order for any of this to make sense. But I will argue one of the hands down best moments, like maybe not the best episode, but one of the best moments. I don't even have to say it, but the song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which again, wasn't a time travel episode, but it was very much like, it was very much about a, a time before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was, um, that was luck of the Fryrish, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh where, my God. Where his yeah his brother he thinks his brother had basically stolen his identity, uh, but then he finds out it was his nephew, um, that had been named exactly. For him. Yeah. Um, A catharsis purged from the very waters of my soul. My God. <laughs> not to be not to not to be dramatic about it. <laughs> God Almighty, though. But they friggin. They go and they find the record. I bought that record on vinyl because the Breakfast of Club that. soundtrack. Exactly, <laughs> and I ate a Breakfast Club sandwich <laughs> <laughs> because of that moment. Uh, but then they just they they hit a home run. My God, that 
that moment. But just banking on culture, there's like a cultural commentary happening, but it only mattered when it did because you were invested in the journey of the character. I love that the joke about that album is that like um, Fry's brother gets it out of the safe because he wants something <laughs> wants something to clear the wedding uh, reception when it's all done. <laughs> I mean, name like one other memorable song from that album. There's there's the um, there's the Pat Benatar song. Um, oh, I guess there's that oh, David. Is there a David Bowie song, or did they just use the quote? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm sure it changes. Is I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> Looking up the Breakfast Club soundtrack from Love that was referenced soundtrack. on an episode of Futurama on a podcast about John Goodman. <laughs> hey, um, there's a Wang Chung song. <laughs> I was gonna say because I just saw that and I thought that it was. Uh, I just saw it briefly as I was. Uh, uh, Googling it, and I thought it was a Wu Tang song. <laughs> oh man, imagine you know that scene where they're all dancing, um, like on tables yeah. and stuff. Like, imagine if that was to like um, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. You got to make that happen. Um, yeah, other than that Wang Chung song, I don't know any other song on here. So yeah, you're right. Huh. Yeah, there's one song that's just called the Reggae. Yeah, um, and then like love theme. Like I guess that's probably just instrumental from the from the score of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't the big soundtrack. Ten ten tracks, two instrumentals. Um, yeah, I'm the <laughs> I'm the dude by Steve Schiff. Um, <laughs> Classic cut. <laughs> yeah, but the problem with that soundtrack is that track one is "Don't You Forget About Me," and then. Um, and then nobody remembers anything else. <laughs> see, that's see that that is what the Titanic soundtrack got right because the uh, um, "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion is the last track on that album, and so you have to sit through all of the instrumental shit before you get to oh. the thing that everybody bought it oh, for. I have. There's more stuff like you. There's uh, I never bought the Titanic album. I had so like I, I, owned, I have no idea. I own really? the Titanic soundtrack on CD. Yeah, and I would, and it's just instrumental, and then my heart will go. Yeah, there's on. that. Yes. There's that one like dun, 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 when they're all getting on the boat. Um, are we <laughs> not gonna acknowledge "Nearer My God to Thee," the song that the fucking band played while the ship was sinking? You're gonna, which was conducted by a man named W. A. Hartley. So there you go. There you go. There. Were you related? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't related either. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've been to one of the Titanic graveyards, actually, in Halifax. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a field trip there. <laughs> it, turns out that, it, it turns out that there's more than one because um, uh, a guy that Mark and I went to high school with, uh, he was doing a, a cross-Canada play, and we were like, let's go check out the... Um, the Titanic graveyard. And we ended up in like a Jewish graveyard. Um, yeah. We learned some stuff about Jewish culture uh, that day. Um, we... <laughs> and apparently we're on. The Pardon me. Back. It was. <laughs> Sorry. And like. <laughs> okay. Did out again? Or was that just like, a, no, Oh that no, was, don't you that, go yeah, first. Yeah. It was a Canadian, no, no. That was Canadian stand up. Oh yeah, we had another we had I, another holding the door open moment. I was gonna say uh, we went to Halifax on grade eight travel, and part of our our itinerary on the trip was going to the Titanic graveyard. 
and looking at the graves and being sad for a few minutes. Then after a moment of silence, they said, all right, back on the Harbor Hippo or whatever it was. <laughs> so go, go get lunch. <laughs> oh, when I went over there is Alexander Keith's brewery. <laughs> <laughs> for me, like, for me, like if I were like, when I think about things like the Titanic, I'm like, this is sad, but like, we're in 2020 now. These people would have all been dead <laughs> yeah, by now. Like, I, I went to the Titanic Museum in Halifax and I sat on a replica of one of the deck chairs that would have been on the Titanic. And like, I was sitting there being like, I should probably be feeling sad right now, but mostly I'm just kind of bored and my butt is asleep. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't even one of the chairs. It's yeah, a replica like legitimately. <laughs> when um when I was in high school, um I was on a trip that went to uh to New Orleans, and we went to one of their graveyards. So uh, I guess it's a way to entertain teenagers. <laughs> They're just like well, the here's thing is, that, the thing is in, in New Orleans because uh, it's below sea level. The entire city is below sea level, so all the graves are above ground. It's actually really cool. Oh my god. I went on a field trip to a graveyard, too, when I was in grade seven, and I'm literally just remembering this now. And I went, and we, we were, like, in smaller groups, and I was in a group with a girl I had a crush on, Ooh. and she made me explain to her what a stillbirth was. <laughs> How did she make you? <laughs> well, she was she was just like because it, it it was like um because you know like when a, when a when a child is born still on a, like a gravestone it'll just say like S instead of like the dates of their of their life or whatever, yeah. um and so she was like what does that S mean and I was like oh it's like a stillbirth and then she like literally as we were just walking around the rest of the graveyard was like what does that mean and I was like I don't want to talk about it and like just she just like kept being on me about it and so I was like I just like told her and then oh. uh. And then you and guys then we never, never dated. dated. I was going to say, that's like, that to me sounds like a line. Like, you really can't transition that. You can't really transition to like, it's like when a baby dies. <laughs> yeah, like legitimately. Out. Yeah. Ben, I was really hoping the story was, yeah, this girl made me explain what a stillbirth was. And uh, I was like, well, there's an S and that means stillbirth. She's like, what's that mean? I'm like, well, the baby died. And she goes, oh. And then we fucked. That would be such a good story. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, uh, Ben, I, I have a grade seven experience of being the naive child. Um, we went on this like multi, we went on this like multi-day field trip. And one of the things that they got us to do was we went bowling. And all the kids that I was bowling with were really, were making all these jokes about getting uh, the score of 69. Oh, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't get why that was funny, and none of them would explain it to me. So um, <laughs> they made me go ask one of the moms, uh, oh, <laughs> who was like, like, a, a, like, who was along for the field trip. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have memory of asking Mrs. Duthie about what, what, what's so funny about sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, nothing. It's great. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing funny if you're doing it. Right. <laughs> Like, let me show you if it makes you feel better dana it was only a couple years ago that i realized it's called 69ing because the number six and nine look like they're 69ing so. <laughs> there's a one of one of my favorite like real quick george carlin jokes is he was talking about new sex positions and there was um the 68 which is i owe you one 
<laughs> One of my uh, topic on hand. There's a Futurama oh, yeah. joke that I yeah remember. Remember Futurama talking about planets of the <laughs> yeah. They're talking about the planets of the solar system, and it's like, oh, you, and there's Uranus, and they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, you know the planet Uranus. Like they changed the name of that planet years ago because of that stupid joke. It's called Uranus. <laughs> but yeah, um, actually. Futurama, like one of the one of the things that's like a, kind of a consistent in both Futurama and The Simpsons, and I haven't seen Disenchantment, so I don't know if this is also in. It's, it's so bad. But just like one it. one of the gags that I know that um that Matt Groening likes is like uh, newspaper headlines. Um, so I don't oh, so yeah. I don't know if there's like scroll headlines in Disenchantment, but what, but um the I think the one of the funniest jokes I've ever seen on a cartoon was, um when there's like a 500 foot tall bender and he falls and the newspaper headline is um, thousands killed, none injured. <laughs> I am. Um, Who's the wonder... real 10,000 foot tall <laughs> robot? Not I. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just uh, throw it over to the IMDB trivia page for a second. Ooh. Um, and I want to just tell you about my favorite bit of trivia, uh, for this episode. Um, and it's the, the piece of trivia is, and I quote, the romance between Fry and Leela is explored in this episode. (laughs) And then, and then, yeah, and it's trivia, trivia, and believe it or not, four out of eight people found this interesting. (laughs) I mean... That means half the people were just like, yeah, we know, and the other half were just like... Who are the the other people, people were like, wait, there's more. a romance between Fry and Leela? Wait, who are the who are the four people that are interested? <laughs> Us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a quick... Let's do a, we, we could do a quick poll. How many of us find that piece of trivia interesting? By show of hands. Wow, it's <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> hey, do you got any more trivia to hit us with there? Uh, yeah, I could, I could do some. I could do some more trivia. There's actually some legitimately interesting stuff on here. Um, <laughs> that like not illegitimately. Hey, is, there yeah. any, is, um, is there any eight out of eight find this interesting? Uh, there's some two out of twos. Ooh, which means that uh, some people abstained from okay. voting. On this, that's but, the um, that's the half a star standard. Oh, remember yeah. you, you remember the only way you can vote on it is to actually have an IMDb account. Whoa. That means somebody made an account just to be like, <laughs> I did find this interesting. Um, so apparently uh, the plot for this episode was um, something that Matt Groening and David X. Cohen had come up with before the pilot. Um, hmm. So they basically had the idea of like an evil robot Santa, uh, but they didn't really do Because this is a season two episode, right? Correct. Um, yeah. So I think it was sort of, they wanted to make sure that they, uh, they got the show under their feet before they went and did this episode. Um, and it actually ended up being super controversial, um, because Fox was really concerned that advertisers wouldn't want to advertise like holiday, uh, toys and stuff on an episode where Santa's killing everybody. (laughs) Oh, that's yeah. So that that's why it took them so long to do another episode with Robot Santa, um, because they needed to kind of make sure that the the show was doing okay by the or it was either that the show was doing okay or that it was doing so poorly that it didn't matter what they did. (laughs) Yeah, and Um, and the the second one came out in season four, so I think it's the latter of the two. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, 
Yeah. Have any of you seen? Um, well, I know, actually, I know. I'm pretty sure Mark watched this with me. But have have any of the half a star boys seen Santa's sleigh? Oh yeah, they they, they talk about it in the uh, in in this uh, trivia thing here. But yeah, go ahead. I haven't seen Is it. That's starring starring one Bill Goldberg. Yeah. And it's yeah, where well, you find out that Santa was Satan's brother. Or or Satan, I don't know. He he <laughs> lost a bet. He lost he lost a bet with the devil, and he had to be nice for a thousand years, and his time was up. So now he just goes around killing um, a bunch of well known Jewish actors. Um, huh. no, that's that's, that's <laughs> awkward and not at all surprising to come from WWE films, um, <laughs> like cause... James Caan. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Before we dive into another uh, trivia fact, I am, uh, I'm, uh, I know there's no funny way to say this. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, while, while Justin's gone, um, I want to talk about another movie that apparently inspired this episode. Um, it's the 1984 slasher film Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh yeah, classic. Um, classic. In which, in which yeah. uh, a young man comes to believe that he is Santa Claus and begins murdering people who he deems to be naughty. Mm-hmm. I've never actually seen that movie, but Apparently. it is a very like um, it comes up on all those lists. You know, whenever whenever anybody wants to be like, you know, like special, and they they say what their favorite Christmas movie is and they say something like, you know, boring, like um, die hard. Then there's the one person who tries to outdo them and yeah. they'll say something like, you know, like black Christmas or, or <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just going to go on record and say that oh. die hard is absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure. It's it just, it's absolutely. Just, it's just not an exciting opinion to say it's the best Christmas movie. Yeah, because it like is. <laughs> it's just one of those things that's like. I also I don't know. This is this is kind of uh, this is a hot. It's like us saying Jurassic Bark is the best yeah. episode. It's like yeah, yeah, we know. Um, I am a big fan of the first Santa Claus Tim Allen movie. Um, yeah, you know what? I actually, Me too. my brothers and I quote each other. We quote that movie. That to movie each other. That, yeah, it's great. Entire movie um, based off one pun. But it's also like it's way edgier than you remember it being because Tim Allen oh, yeah, totally. murders Santa Claus. Um, at but the but they of do the movie. one thing to, yeah because you know they're they're like oh we got to soften the blow so Santa Claus gives him a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> before yeah, exactly. dying, before like and melting, <laughs> he he melts. What's up? I'm back. All right, a dinosaur story. I remember. Uh, I remember what uh, Mark was saying as we cut out. All right, we're just uh, just waiting for the music to stop. <laughs> yeah, uh, none I of was the back for. I was back for a little while. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I had to pee. <laughs> you just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, I had to. I had to pee real bad. Yeah, none of the elves really care that Santa Claus died. Well, it's just part of the job, apparently. It's some weird hereditary post that, like, I don't know. And then, um, and then, and then, Tim Tim Allen's character he also hits on that child, um, who who is old but has the body of a child. Right. Yeah, that's 
yeah that's weird <laughs> um and so i just want to i just want to close the loop on this trivia thing um, um is the music still playing on your guys's end nope oh shit oh. well it's still playing here oh, for some we, reason we can we can kind of hear it just All softly right. one sec yeah i have no idea why it does this but like we're still waiting to start recording there we oh. go. Fuck. Oh no, we've okay. been re- we've been recording. It's just that 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 music that we can kind of hear on our end is really loud on Mark's end. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't cool. it doesn't record loudly. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, close close the loop. Yeah. So the final bit of trivia, which is very odd, um, but uh, so Bender receives a Christmas card. Uh, from the machine that built him in yeah. this episode, and referring to him as son number 1729, mm-hmm. which is a reference to a number called the Hardy Ramanujan number. And so I looked that up, because what the hell does that mean? And it is uh, the smallest number, which can be expressed as the sum of two different cubes in two different ways. What? Uh, which... Which is great. Um, And so according to Ken Keeler, who I assume was one of the writers on this episode, he says they could have chosen any number, but chose to include an interesting one instead. Hey, do you want to hear a fun number fact? Sure. Um, Six is considered to be the smallest perfect number. And a perfect number is a number in which you take the factors of that number, excluding one and the number itself, and you add them up and it becomes the number. Ooh, that's fun. So yeah, so six has the factors. Yeah, so that, that yeah, there. A little bit, a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun number stuff for you. One out of one found that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, while, while we have everybody on, on recording, um, I have to ask half a star a question. That is not John Goodman related, but it is a few Goodman related. Okay. Um, what is your opinion of the movie The Shape of Water? Hmm. <laughs> haven't seen it. Okay. okay. Um, but I really like Del Toro a lot as a as a like a, as an artist, and I like. Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, who's the uh, the the prosthetics actor who plays the the monster? Doug Jones. Um, yeah, I really like Doug Jones uh, as uh, as as an actor. I really like him in Star Trek. I like him in Hellboy and all that kind of stuff. And um, the the woman who is is the main character in that in that movie played uh, Maude Lewis in a in a movie that took place in Nova Scotia. So I'm very supportive of the general. Uh, environs of the movie, I have not seen it. That is how um, I feel about it. So before I get into the fact that I love this movie and Mark hates it, I just got a message from Justin, and um... he's he's trapped outside of the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened. He just disappeared from it again. Um. Oh. He... Hello. I think he's rejoining. Hi, everyone. Oh, hey. Hey. It didn't work. I was trying to keep you out. Uh, I'm back. So I, have an important, to take over. I have an important question for you, Justin. Yes. Okay. Um, what is your opinion of the movie, The Shape of Water? I've never seen it. 
Uh, oh. But I think it's great. This is an ex- this is a, a, a few good men exclusive. None of a star have seen <laughs> have seen um, the the Academy Award nominated movie The Shape of Water. It won the Academy Award. For yeah, Best it won Picture. the Academy Award. Yeah. I just I, I couldn't remember. I didn't want to make that uh, that much of a bold claim. Uh, Which is exactly why a punk icon like Mark McHugh would not like it because it's so mainstream, right? <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just that it's like. It fucking sucks. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's quirky for the sake of being quirky. It's It's like, it's like when you see like a college film that's shot in black and white. It's like, ooh, they're really going for the aesthetic here. And it's like, for me, it didn't work because the like the premise itself was stupid. Why did she fuck the fish monster after it had eaten a cat in front of her? Yeah, I I think it's a uh, I think it's a beautiful movie and I love it. Um, I hate it so I, much. I saw a hot take on the internet and uh, it made me laugh a lot. It was someone who is, uh, I will say, a lot of their opinion opinions about most things in popular culture are very indignant and very uh, they don't like things the way they are, which is fair. There's not a lot of great things to like right now. Um, but they said, um, oh, of course this movie would be universally uh, applauded. There's a woman in it who doesn't talk. Oh, man. Whoa. Then someone someone sounded off in the comments, sign language is a language. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) But also not the point. (laughs) No, but uh, it, it was just uh, it was just funny because uh, they had to uh, the the comment got a uh, got a lot more likes than the status, Good. which yeah. you know I live for that. I live for that. Uh, does this uh, individual Facebook hijack? Does this individual's first name share with a uh, pop star? Uh, no, I don't think. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm not saying their name because uh, they. Uh, they hold a lot of clout in the Canadian theater industry. Ah, uh, okay. Then no, uh, it was, and not and not like not like you on our podcast. I'm not going to say the name and hope that you blur it out uh, at a later date. I'm just going to go ahead and not say. That's it. That's probably so. a good way to do it. Hey, hey, can you can you DM it to me though, Justin? I'm curious. Yeah, well, but yeah, but you, you know what? I have to I have to say that you did a really good job at editing out the names I dropped in your podcast. <laughs> You, you, you guys became a cautionary tale for us because like every episode after you guys came on our podcast, we were always like, so like, you know, speak from the heart, say whatever you want. And if, you know, you wake up tomorrow and you realize you said something you didn't want to say, like get in touch and we'll let you know. And then we were like, yeah, like we had a couple of uh, people on the podcast a while ago who we had to bleep out every name they used. (laughs) Did we use a ton of names? I don't remember that. No, it was really just one. It was um, it was Dana's story about the guy that was embezzling money. Was that again? Yeah. The, yeah. What was the, what was his name, Dana? The name was Tony Shalhoub, I believe. Is that a? Is that correct? Oh man, you you can't you you can't make up a fake name that has one of his actual names. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna actually beep that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the only that's so good. <laughs> the I'm winking over here. <laughs> the only names that we've dropped in this podcast are Ryan Frampton, um, 
and we're never going to censor his name because he is a fan of the podcast. I don't. I Whatever, think that Ryan. might be a little harsh. Like that might be a bit of a stretch. He's a friend of the podcast. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, he was showing people because he's got like four or five roommates. He was showing them the episode of uh, that we were on of um, Half a Star. So actually, uh, he's a fan of Half a Star. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> he's hey, fond we'll of us it. in so... general, but prefers yes. us in other mediums. <laughs> he prefers you when you guys are not in charge of the show yeah when, when we're not in charge of the sound quality <laughs> this was supposed Funny. to be a podcast about futurama at some point oh yeah oh i you know what one of the, the movies that we've talked about the most in season one was bill and ted so i'm it's not uncommon for us to go on little tangents that's true right. yeah uh I do have a uh, a little story about Futurama. Okay, perfect. Uh, that um, uh, I've mentioned it before on um, on our podcast on Half a Star, available now. Oh, because Billy West Twitter appeared on our Twitter. podcast, but that's a that's a story. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. true. We also did have Billy West on our podcast, dude. Really? Uh, uh... Uh, I bought Justin a well... cameo for his birthday. Oh, okay. Um, and we played it on the on the podcast, and my God, did he phone it in! It was the least yeah, was really effortful uh, cameo that I've ever heard of in my yeah, entire Mark, life. Mark has some very strong opinions about cameo. I have recently been going on a bit of a kick where I'll just go on to cameo and I'll just watch all of the examples. I've been particularly fond of Roger Bumpus lately, <laughs> who is the voice of Squidward. And he starts every one of his videos with like, ah, Squidward Q tentacles here speaking, with Q standing for quarantine. Oh, and like, God. he'll just like wish people happy birthday in the Squidward voice. And it's very sweet. But like, I think that 99% of the people on Cameo were people that were never famous, but were like famous adjacent. There'll be right. people like the soup Nazi has like a Cameo and like, these people who are like, hey, remember me? I played a three, I was in three episodes of this sitcom in the 90s. Here, pay me 40 bucks and I'll wish your mom a happy birthday. <laughs> and then there's, there's uh, Charlie I'm... Sheen who's charging $400. And the thing about Charlie Sheen is he'll do anything. Most people will be like, okay, no, uh, I'm not Hello? doing money. Hello? Hello? I'm... Hello? Hello? Have you... Who's cut out? <laughs> oh, for you, you. I hear everyone. Okay, so I'm just <laughs> going to continue talking. Because to... Charlie Sheen will do absolutely anything on Cameo. Like, most people be like, I'm not endorsing your product. Whereas, like, I've seen so many commercials just on Facebook of Charlie Sheen just being like, hey, come to this shitty website and it's probably a scam. And, like, you just pay 400 bucks and did 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 And it's like, wow. you, like, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, legit. There's this um, uh, this guy Hobo Johnson. Uh, when he released his second album, the promotion for the album was all cameos that he purchased of famous people um, <laughs> um, saying that they're his friend and they're really proud of him. Um, <laughs> including, I saw uh, that. Yeah, including like Hobo Johnson is the shit. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. He had like he had Charlie Sheen in that one, and he also had like Ice Cube Gilbert and Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey, Godfrey and. <laughs> Um, My favorite um, is Chris I'm... Hansen because Chris Hansen's one of the cheaper ones. He's like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, and he'll and... accuse anybody of being a pedophile. 
god. He did a he did one for my friend Jess, and he was just like, Jess, you'll look so young. We could use you as a oh my god. And one of our like he'll say, <laughs> he forgets that he's talking about pedophilia. <laughs> This, um, the serious. This, this is something that we should probably take serious. If he's just like, good oh, lord, have some like brownies or some cookies for your birthday, like we, you know, like we had in the investigations. It's like you're a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was at one point. Um, Justin, I'm sorry, I stepped all over your story. Um, oh, it's okay. Uh, I, I was gonna circle back eventually, uh, but the story. Uh, <laughs> he sounds so sad. <laughs> we uh we we had it uh we mentioned it on half a star a while ago uh but it had to do with futurama and my first exposure to it was when i was 12 years old uh i used to read this magazine called the magazine not for adults i don't know if either of you have heard of it but it's like uh it's like for tweens which i hate to say like it's a it's a it's an ugly kind of uh demographic of like oh edgy but like we don't swear uh so someone pay attention to me yeah (laughs) really smart like it had like articles about like avril lavigne and spider-man and you're like oh i'm 12 this is someone gets me finally um and so i started buying this little magazine and in it there's a contest where it said if you draw a picture of uh something to do with futurama like bender if you draw bender reading our magazine uh and send it into us you'll be entered in a contest where one in ten kids across canada could win a complete box set of season two of futurama and i was 12 and i said this is my destiny so i i drew bender reading the magazine and like a couple months later um my mom got a notice in the mail from FedEx <laughs> and we like, we lived in like cardigan. So like packages can't really come to our house. So it had to go get like outsourced to like a faraway post office. And uh, so she got this notice and it had my name on it. And she said, what did you do? <laughs> I, said, I, uh, I didn't do anything. She's like, this must be a mistake. So she called FedEx and said, and she's like, "There's, I need, I need an explanation. Why is my son getting mail? Because the <laughs> thought of uh, the thought of her son getting mail that uh, it, it just did not s- sit with her. I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's something that uh, that's meant for me. She's like, no, no, you don't get things, not in the mail. <laughs> she's a, it was a hill she was ready to die on. And then she she was up in arms and said, fine, I'll go and see what it is. And I said, can I come? And she said, no, you stay home. You stay home. I'm going to be home in 10 minutes and uh, I'll, I'll give you the deets. She goes and comes back with a package and she goes, I guess there was something for you. And I was like, well, oh boy. And so I look and I won. I won the box oh. set of uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I we really knew happy, where the story but... was going from the context, but I'm happy for you. But, but really, the story was <laughs> my mom didn't believe I could get mail. Like, why? Hey, 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 I deserve mail. Guess what I have in front of me right now. Um, how much what? do you really know about Canada's skater girl? 
um, 25, 25 <laughs> facts about Avril Lavigne from a magazine not for adults. She was never a skater girl. We shall never call her that. She sang about a skater boy, but that did not make her a skater girl. I'm hey, sorry. Was and that song that song was a banger. Hey, she that song skateboards is so in the music video for Complicated in the in that mall. Hey Dana, did the did that article come out in April two thousand? It's just a scanning. It won't tell me that. Oh, but it does say that Avril yeah. is set to make an appearance on the upcoming season of WB's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Air date has not been announced. Yeah. Also, oh. um, Nick Carter asked her to sing on his album. She opted not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Avril's first kiss was in grade nine. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we needed to know that. I I don't. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I feel very uncomfortable knowing <laughs> like, that I, I now know that. Do anything with this. Hey crew, I'm just gonna dive right in and just say, do uh, not... we're still still wait. Okay, there we go. Music's done. Uh, do not Google magazine not for adults. Google will just pick up on the word adult and magazine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you will find pornography. Uh, I, I don't know who I don't know who put all that pornography on the internet. Uh, it's the first I've seen of it. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, that was did like... you know did you know that um Avril Lavigne enjoys hockey, baseball, and track? I didn't. And I have nothing to, uh, there's nothing I can do with that information track nobody yeah. enjoys track also yeah. avril and her band require a fridge freezer on their tour bus so they can make smoothies love that nice yeah yeah i i enjoyed track <laughs> <laughs> i ran right. track so uh, do we have any future any closing thoughts on future <laughs> yeah i don't think avril lavigne was ever on it was she i don't think so no. um do you know where to stream it? Because it used to be on Netflix, and I can't find it anymore. I, I don't know either. My hope is that it gets uh, ported to Disney Plus eventually. That would be amazing. That'd be so good. Yeah, it used to be on Netflix, but it wasn't all the seasons. It was – the weird thing is, is that – well, because they're in a weird kind of limbo because they're, they're more than one studio. Um, but the only seasons I truly care about are the Fox seasons. Yeah, um, I like the which, last. I like the last few seasons. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't watch those seasons, but if, but I, if had I had access, to, if, if I had, I had access to, to, yeah, exactly. If I had access to episodes like you know The Sting and Godfellas and all that kind of stuff, I'd I'd be happy with that. Oh, I forgot about Godfellas. What a great episode! <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. You mean you mean we'll never catch him? Not even if we rub the engine with cheetah blood? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, we've 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 eaten our shoes and now we're bored. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that episode is so good. Um and also just really like interesting on, on concepts of God. Um and it's also another one of the really kind of blatant um because in Star Trek five they run into a a, a machine that had impacted right. God and now thinks it's God. Um yeah. When I say blatant, when I say blatant, I mean you know to the person who has a Vulcan. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, any, any, so looking back on, on Futurama and also just the Simpsons and Matt Groening's relationship with John Goodman in general. This is supposed um, to be a John Goodman podcast. Any, any... We didn't mention him at all. <laughs> I will yeah, say oh, yeah. uh, He plays something. the voice of Santa Claus. There we go. There uh... we go. We've now mentioned him and can now include this episode in our serial. I can I can speak to John Goodman a little bit in the sense that um, he appeared on both The Simpsons and on uh, Futurama playing not a celebrity, like not playing himself, mm. even though he himself is of a celebrity uh, tier. Uh, but he uh, it's just a, a testament to his um, his skill as an actor. He's a voice actor as well. Like that's like something it, that he actually to have yeah, to play believe. himself. Like he, when you listen yeah. to Santa and you listen to uh, uh, the biker in the Simpsons, like those are two, like they, they come from a, a similar like register, like they, they sound the same, but they are clearly play, playing two very different uh, intentions, two very different uh, worldviews. Uh, there's a different uh, quality to their voices as well. Like these playing a little bit more uh, girth to Santa, like just uh, for a sense of size. Whereas the biker does have a little bit, little bit more edge, like he's grabbing you. Where Santa's a little bit more, uh, you can kind of hear the earth quake as he walks. Um, whereas the biker is a little bit more of a snake. Um, anyway, if you want to have an actor analysis of it, huh. that's uh, that's my take yeah. on it. Yeah, I just googled um, John Goodman playing himself to see if that ever <laughs> happened. It- um, also, not the <laughs> instead of listening to what I had to say, just thought I'd peace out and do my own. Hey, and we found more pornography. That's <laughs> yeah. I was literally like, don't Google John Goodman playing himself. Good lord. <laughs> and um, the first thing that pops up is John Goodman's Wikipedia, but then there's a people also ask section. And the first question is, why did John Goodman lose so much weight? <laughs> it's just like, why did he do that? What could have possibly inspired for- him to do that? And then the fourth question is, did Goodman die? <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe he, maybe number one, because so many people asked number four. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a super common Googled question for every celebrity. And I was listening to you, Justin. It doesn't take me an entire anecdote to Google four words. God damn. <laughs> but hey, thanks for, uh, thanks you two for coming in to ring in a few Goodman season two. Yeah, it's been an absolute um, honor. Yeah. Hey, do you, got, do, you got, do you have anything to plug? To to quote um, half a star. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I got something to plug. Uh, uh give me fifty dollars. That's my plug. Give me fifty dollars <laughs> cash. I will record a cameo for you. Uh, and I'll uh, I'll do it. Man, you should go on cameo. You you I, should go on. You know what? If my- you went on cameo. I guarantee it would be covered in the PEI Guardian. My, so yeah. my plan about Cameo was to go on and charge like $350 per Cameo. And somebody would be like, he must be famous if he's charging that much. And would pay it. 
That that like that is my um, plan for cameo. You think that somebody has three? Dick Van Dyke smart start... enough to have just three hundred fifty dollars just lying around, but Art isn't smart enough to Google who you are. <laughs> yes, Mark, I do. Um, um, Dick Dick Van Dyke charges a thousand dollars. Yeah, That's... it. But it's so that he doesn't have to do that many of them because he's in his nineties. I am more likely to run into Dick Van Dyke by chance than I am to have a thousand dollars disposable <laughs> income to spend on a cameo. Like that's that's where I'm at in my life right now. So for fifty dollars, I'll uh, I'll gladly uh, tell you I love you. I'll tell you uh, to go fuck yourself or listen to uh, that fucking what's his name, Grandpa. No, I was gonna say Grandpa Jones. That's a different singer. Hobo Who's Jones. That other guy. Hobo. No, Jones. Hobo Johnson. Hobo, hobo Johnson. Hobo, <laughs> hobo Johnson. Uh, Grandpa Jones is the guy who sings uh, Mountain Dew. Hold on. Hold the fuck. No, on. he's gonna play it. I gotta go. Oh, oh! Before you go, did you know that you know that song Grandma got ran over I by do. a reindeer? I, I saw that song performed oh live by the Jesus. artist. <laughs> Yeah, she was at he he performed with Cindy Lauper at her Cindy Lauper and Friends Christmas show. <laughs> Isn't Grandma got run over by the reindeer on the Irish Rovers? Um, they covered oh, it. Who yeah, who did it originally? Um, it's a vet. It's a vet. Um, whose name is? Um. His name is Justin. Quick, tell an anecdote Dog- so Dana can Google it. Uh, Doctor, back when I, I was Dr. seven years old, I uh... um, Doctor John, I think is his. No, Dr. I don't John. know. I can't find I, it. It's definitely not Doctor John. Anyway. <laughs> imagine if, imagine if Doctor John wrote Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> I feel like that's a good place to end it. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Doctor uh, Elmo. His name is Doctor. He he is Doctor Elmo. Is the person who released it. It was written by Randy Brooks, but I saw Doctor <laughs> Elmo, the guy who originally recorded it in 1979, perform it. That's a shitty song. There. That's that's not a brag. That's the worst brag. <laughs> anyway. Hey Dana. Dana. Imagine if you went to see Doctor Elmo and he didn't play that song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw Wigfield, who's famous for Saturday Night. Um, which is the only song anybody knows by her, and they were just waiting for her to do that song. So if she had played it first, everyone would have left until Prozac got on. Prozac! Um, yeah, it was Wigfield, Prozac, <laughs> and Aqua. You know what? That sounds like a banger uh, on the show. Mar- Mark's just it was trying to end fun. this show, guys. Just let him do it. <laughs> My favorite Prozac experience began in 1996. I saw them live three I years ago. It was great. Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hey. allowed to own CDs back then. <laughs> so uh yeah, fuck, fuck the, the police. police.